Hello and welcome to The Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. With his faithful valet Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with racketeers and saboteurs, risking his life that criminals and enemy spies will feel the weight of the law by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure, Backfire, the Green Hornet strikes again. publisher of the Daily Sentinel, was about to follow his usual habit of leaving the office early when his secretary, Miss Lenore Case, announced a visitor. Mr. Reed, there's a Mr. Oh, are you leaving? I was. What is it, Miss Case? There's a Mr. Slade to see you. Slade? Oh, what's he want? Who is he? He says it's confidential. Well, send him in, Miss Case. Yes, sir. Mr. Reed will see you now. Will you come in? Oh, thank you. Um, how do you do, Mr. Slade? Sorry I wasn't able to make an appointment, Mr. Reed. I hope you'll pardon the mysterious manner in which I uh, cut past your secretary. Uh, perfectly all right. Sit down, won't you? Oh, thank you. Uh, what can I do for you? A great deal, I think. I've been told that you're one of the most reliable men in the newspaper business, Mr. Reed. Well, uh, thank you. That's a compliment. I'm with the Department of Justice. What I have to say must be held in the strictest confidence. Certainly. If I can be of any assistance to the FBI... You can. I want you to help us to catch the Green Hornet. The... The Green Hornet, eh? Yes. Um, have a cigarette, Mr. Slade. Oh, thank you. Light? The Green Hornet, eh? Yes. As you know, Mr. Reed, there's been a certain amount of espionage in this area during the last few months. We're fairly certain that the Green Hornet, employed by enemy agents, is responsible. I, uh, I've imagined that. The Green Hornet, the saboteur. We've set a number of traps for him without success. Now we're going to offer this mastermind a prize so rich that he can't possibly fail to make a try for it. And when he does, we've got him. This is certainly uh, most interesting, Mr. Slade. Just how can I be of any assistance to you? You're a very prominent man, Mr. Reed. And where prominent people gather, there's usually a wealthy attraction for men like the Green Hornet. For example, well, let's say that Mrs. Melvin Bradley was giving a party to which equally prominent members of society were invited. I see what you mean. The Bradley jewels, for one thing, would constitute a powerful attraction for the Green Hornet. 
Is that it? Exactly. Of course, Mrs. Bradley would have to be forewarned that the whole purpose of the party was to trap the hornet. Therefore, she and her guests would take the precaution of wearing paste jewels. Do you think you could enlist the cooperation of such people? As a matter of fact, I think they'd relish the prospect of the excitement. And Mrs. Bradley happens to be a good friend of my family. Well, splendid. Now, will you help us, Mr. Reed? I'll be very glad to help. Fine. Now, here's the plan. Arrange with Mrs. Bradley to stage this party sometime during the coming week. Her guest list should be very select. Not more than 20 or 25 couples invited. Yes? As soon as you and Mrs. Bradley complete the arrangements for this party, you can give the affair a great deal of publicity in your newspaper, thereby assuring the attendance of our friend, the Green Hornet. You certainly haven't overlooked any of the details. No, we can't afford to. And above all, I must ask you again to keep this in the strictest confidence. Absolutely. Tell you what I'll do. I'll get in touch with Mrs. Bradley this afternoon and see how she responds to the idea. Suppose you call me in the morning. All right. We certainly appreciate your cooperation. Not at all. It's a pleasure to work with the FBI anytime. I'll call you in the morning. Goodbye, Mr. Reed. Goodbye, and I'll see what I can do. Operator, get me the reception desk on the first floor. Hello, this is Mr. Reed. There's a gentleman coming down in the elevator in just a moment. He's wearing a light gray suit. His name is Mr. Slade. Yes, that's right. Ask him to wait a moment, will you? I want to see him before he leaves the building. Thanks. Down my private phone. Hello? Cato, listen. I want you to hurry over to the Daily Sentinel as fast as you can. In just a few minutes, you'll see a man leaving here, and I want you to follow him, find out where he goes. That's right. Stay with him all day if you have to. Never mind the description. I'll point him out to you as he leaves the building. Yes, and hurry. Main floor, please. Oh, there you are. Awfully sorry to keep you waiting, Mr. Slade. I got tied up on a phone call. Perfectly all right. It uh, just occurred to me after you left my office. How would it be if the Sentinel were to print a picture of Mrs. Bradley wearing some of those famous jewels? Very good. The more attractive the bait, the better our chances of attracting the game. All right. You can count on us to do our part. Fine. As a matter of fact, I feel certain of success already. So do I, Mr. Slade. Goodbye. Goodbye, Mr. Reed. Oh, oh, please excuse. That's the man, Cato. Don't let him out of your sight. Call me when you find out where he lives. Yes, sir, Mr. Briggs. in a scheme of yours. Yeah? What's that? Suppose the Green Hornet really does show up at this Bradley affair. Not a chance, baby. He doesn't go after anything but solid cash. <laughs> you know, that guy up at the newspaper sure tickled me yesterday. You mean Reed? Yeah, that's right. You see, he's got a reputation all around town for being a playboy. And of course, he fits right in with that Bradley crowd. And he's going to arrange with Mrs. Bradley to have the party, huh? Sure. <laughs> Boy, did he go for that FBI business. 
<laughs> well, at least you didn't lie about being a secret agent. Ah, uh, secret agent. Yeah. But not for the United States. Listen, do you know what happens when I deliver those Bradley diamonds to Kessner? I was wondering. Kessner will get enough money from the sale of those jewels to finance all of our activities here for at least six months. Oh, it's a shame. You have to take all the risk, though. Well, we can't operate without money. It's been a long time since we've received any help from Germany. When is this party at the Bradley to take place? Well, I don't know. Soon, I hope. I'm supposed to call Reed this morning. <laughs> I told him to be sure and arrange with all the guests to wear paste jewelry. But uh, I don't understand. No, darling. Naturally, you wouldn't. Oh, is that so? Don't you see? The Bradley jewels are what we want. The rest of them wouldn't have enough value to warrant any risk. Yeah, but... Mrs. Bradley, thinking she's being very clever in helping Britt Reed and the FBI to capture the Green Hornet, will wear her paste jewels. The real Bradley diamonds will be in the safe. Oh. But what about the FBI? Won't they expect you to have agents around the place? Certainly. And as far as they know, I'll have the place surrounded with federal agents. Mm-hmm. And while the party's at its height, you steal the real jewels from the safe. Is that it? <laughs> Honey, it's not exactly your brains that I admire about you, but you've got the general idea. Gee, maybe Kessner will give you a big promotion, huh? Yeah. Well, it's time for me to call my pal at the newspaper. You know, that newspaper's been trying for years to catch the Green Hornet. Uh, let me speak to Mr. Reed, please. One moment, sir. Sure. They've even offered a $25,000 reward for him. That's why this guy jumps at the chance to... Yes? Well, good morning, Mr. Reed. This is Jim Slade. Oh, yes, Mr. Slade. How are you? Well, just fine, thank you. Did you have a chance to see Mrs. Bradley? I talked to her last night, Slade. And she's all enthused about your plan. Oh, fine. Glad to hear it. These upper crust people get so bored with living. I knew she'd jump at the chance for some real adventure. Well, if we manage to trap our friend, uh, you know who I mean. You'll have an adventure she'll never forget. Did you manage to set a date for the party? Yes, and you'll be glad to hear this. She's arranged everything for tomorrow night. Oh, so soon? Yes, the moment I mentioned it, she got on the phone and called some friends of hers. It's all set for tomorrow night. Say, you certainly know how to get to action, Mr. Reed. Yes, I, uh, I of course, explained the whole plan to Mrs. Bradley, so that she and her guests would take the necessary precautions. Oh, by all means. I wouldn't want Mrs. Bradley to risk her jewels just on a hunch of mine. Well, then I'll see you tomorrow night, Mr. Slade. We're scheduled to start at 9 o'clock. Yes, I'll be there. Well, you may not see me, but I'll be there all right. I'll have plenty of men posted around the place, too. Good. Uh, by the way, we're giving this party a big write-up of tonight's paper, just to be sure that a certain party knows all about it. <laughs> Excellent, Mr. Reed. Well, thanks a lot. Goodbye. Goodbye. And good luck, Mr. Slade. Hmm. The guy even wishes me good luck. How do you like that? Well, the way this thing is set up, Jimmy Slade doesn't need to trust her luck. The following night, Mrs. Melvin Bradley was an unusually brilliant hostess. Her guests commented on the great lady's remarkable charm and vitality. The party promised to be one of the most glittering events on that season's social calendar. Oh, my 
dear, I'm so thrilled that you were able to be here. Really, I, I mean, oh, it's just too, too precious, really. What a lovely party, Mrs. Bradley. Gracious, and, and such handsome men. It, it's simply divine. Yes, uh, the party or the men? <laughs> oh, you precious <laughs> darling. You know what I mean. Oh, Mrs. Bradley. Well, Mr. Cavanaugh, how nice to see you here. How very nice. Did you think I would miss an opportunity to be a guest of the lovely Mrs. Melvin Bradley? Oh, you clever thing. Yes, really, it certainly is a lovely party. I'm thrilled no end, really. Oh, this will be the high spot of the season. Your fame as a hostess will be known throughout the land. Beautiful music, excellent entertainment, lovely women. Yes, indeed. It's almost time to eat, Mr. Cavanaugh. Oh, uh, oh, look, there's Mr. Reed. I must speak to him. I simply must. Oh, yes. He's that uh, newspaper fellow, isn't he? Mr. Reed owns a newspaper, Mr. Cavanaugh, the biggest newspaper in the city. Oh. Oh, um... Oh, Mr. Reed. Oh, he's such a terribly clever fellow, Mr. Cavanaugh. Really, I, I mean, if you only knew how terribly clever he really is. Oh, hello, darling. Are you enjoying yourself? As a matter of fact, very much. I haven't seen quite so much glitter since the circus left town. <laughs> there, didn't I tell you, Mr. Cavanaugh? Rich, you're just too precious. Mm-hmm. I am the Bradley Jewel. Uh, if you will excuse me, Mrs. Bradley. Oh, certainly, Mr. Cavanaugh. Oh, my friend, there goes a drip with a capital D. That fellow's a gate crasher of which there is none witcher. Social climber, huh? Social creeper. He gives me the willing. <laughs> Listen, Britt, you know what I'd like to do? Your command is my wish. Uh, I mean, your wish is my command. <laughs> the same thing. As soon as the main event is over, let you and I get away from here and go down to that hamburger stand on 4th Avenue. Hmm? Uh, sorry, I have to leave early. Besides, here comes Hudson with important tidings. <laughs> Fine pal you turned out to be. Another time. Dinner, Oh, by the way, I should tell you how lovely your, uh, your little trinkets are tonight. Oh, these? Yeah, pretty good taste imitations, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. But I do have to leave now. Aren't you even going to eat with us? I'm sorry, some other time. I have to get back to the office. Working man, you know. Oh, Robbie, you're a snob, Rick. <laughs> What's along? And let me know how the main event turns out. Bye-bye, darling. I will. Come along, everyone. Hudson is a most exacting butler, you know, and he'll not be kept waiting. May I claim the honor of assisting my charming hostess to dinner? Oh, you again. Um, uh, yes, Mr. Cavanaugh, please do. Mrs. Bradley. Oh, Mrs. Bradley, I must see you at once alone. Really, Hudson? Whatever has come over you? Don't tell me the steak to be sabotaged. Mrs. Bradley, ma'am. There's been a burglary. Please, ma'am, the wall's safe in the library. It's been broken into. Your jewels, Mrs. Bradley, they're gone. I, I almost cut him. Look, look, Mrs. Bradley. My goodness, what a gorgeous bump on your head, Hudson. Uh, evidently, he got away. I saw him. I almost got him. I almost captured the green hornet. Now, now, please, please be quiet, everyone. I can explain the whole thing. You see... This whole thing was planned by a certain friend of mine and the police. The entire house is surrounded right now. The man has absolutely no chance of getting away. Oh, so that's why you told us to wear paste jewelry tonight. The whole thing was planned. Gracious! Yes. It's Mrs. Bradley, ma'am. Your jewels in the safe. Relax, Hudson. The real jewels are right here around my neck. But Mrs. Bradley, there's been a terrible mistake. Nonsense, Hudson. Everything is perfectly under control. But now, you don't understand. 
You have made a mistake. I what? Those are the paste jewels you're wearing. Oh, oh, Hudson, how utterly ridiculous. Here, look at them yourself. Well, you can see that... Oh. 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 Quick, call the police. Call the FBI. Call somebody. Off slick as a whistle, Mr. Kessner. I take it your mission was successful. Uh, more than that, it was Kalot. Hey, who's your friend? I didn't notice him. This is Mr. Uh, Burton. He is the man I mentioned, the prospect of fire. Oh. Mr. Burton, this is Mr. Slade, one of our best men. Now, if you're able to come to terms, I think you will soon be the owner of the Bradley Jewels. How do you do, Mr. Slade? You've brought the collection with you? Sure. You know, I really handled that little job of finesse, if I do say so myself. Yes. Now, uh, maybe see the jewels, please. Well, I tell you, I had the guy in the newspaper all hopped up about catching the green hornet, see? So, to make the whole thing more convincing, I fixed myself up with a mask, just like the hornet wears. What do you think happens? Well, right after I crack that safe, I run smack into the butler, see? Yes. Now, please, Mr. So, I sock him, and he goes tearing through the place yelling, Green Hornet! Boy, that was the perfect touch. Mr. Burton is here to buy the Bradley collection. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, here. Here's the whole works. Yes. That ruby. Look at it, Kessner. The most fabulous gem in America. Himmel, that necklace. It must be worth a fortune. Gentlemen, you see before you one of the most precious collections of gems in the world. Well, I'm glad that you think so, Mr. Burton. Now, don't uh, misunderstand me. Remember, I have to make a profit, too. Well, what is your price for the entire collection? I'll pay you $50,000. What? Why, that's ridiculous. (laughs) Any single piece there is worth more than that. Certainly, my friend. But to whom would you sell if I do not buy? I will not consider less than $200,000. dollars $75,000. No. $100,000 and not a penny more. All right. You bought the cash? As you requested. Here it is. Uh, Fine. Ah, if you boys are through... Who is it? Careful. Get your hands up and keep them up. The Green Hornet. Green Green Hornet. Hornet. Yes, indeed, gentlemen. And the real McCoy. How did you find this place? How did you get in here? The window, of course. Besides, I... uh, I have connections, Mr. Kessner. Nice work, Slade. What? Slade, are you... Shut up, will you? Don't be complaining about something you know nothing about. Now, wait a minute. Kessner, you don't think that I was... I don't think whatever you want, Slade. What do you care, anyhow? I told you not to worry, didn't I? So... It seems we have a traitor in our midst. Take it easy. He's not a traitor. No more than half the rest of your stooges. You can't blame him for trying to pick up a little change on the side, can you? What do you mean by that? You figure it out. I don't think it requires very much figuring, Kessner. No, it certainly does not. Well, stand back and keep your hands up. Way up. That's right. Now, wait. You can't hide that. Watch me, shorty. Watch me closely. I'll take all these jewels and the money. I hope this cash doesn't turn out to be some of that ersatz junk from Germany. Please, wait. You don't know what you're doing. You should do so good even when you know what you're doing. Well, thanks, boys. Thanks very much. See you later, Slade. (laughs) 
All right, Tito. Let's get going. Sounds very much like Mr. Slade in trouble. Yeah. It sounds now as though Mr. Slade's troubles might be over. Do not try to catch his fire, Miss Chris? No, Cato. But I think I started something that'll do a bang-up job in that direction. I don't understand. At this moment, Kessner is suspicious of every member of his gang. He thought Slade was a traitor. He thinks there are several more in his bunch. Oh, I think I see now. Yes. Unless I'm greatly mistaken, Mr. Kessner will call a general meeting of his Gestapo guerrillas very soon. And you can count on it. The Green Hornet will be at that meeting. Yes, Mr. Reed. Will you find Ed Murray and tell him to come in here? Yes, sir. Or, uh, no, on second thought, you come in this case and bring your notebook with you. I have it right here, sir. Oh, fine. Close the door. Um, sit down, Miss Case. I want to dictate a memo to Lowry. Ready? Yes, sir. I would like you to prepare a special feature article for, uh, for the Sunday supplement. For a long time, the city has felt the need, felt the need of more adequate headquarters for the USO. I'm pleased to tell you that the Daily Sentinel has this day deposited, and uh, in the First National Bank, the sum of $100,000 to be used by the USO for the purpose of erecting and furnishing a general headquarters and clubhouse of their own in the city. Uh... This money was raised entirely by private subscription. And you better make that private donation in this case. Yes, sir. You think Lowry can make a story out of that? My goodness, yes, Mr. Reed. I think it's simply, well, simply wonderful of those people to donate that money for such a worthy cause. Oh, yes, certainly, Miss Case. They, uh, they wanted to use it for a different cause, but I was able to persuade them to see things my way. I'm awfully glad, Mr. Reed. You know, I have two brothers in the service, and they get a lot of enjoyment from the USO. Yes. Well, type that off right away. It'll give Lowry something to work on. Yes, sir. Oh, well, how do you do, Mrs. Bradley? Good morning, my dear. Oh, hello there. Come on in, Mrs. Bradley. Well, what kind of a gag is this? <laughs> I have a chair, Mrs. Bradley. Did you uh, bring the jewels with you? Certainly I did. But what kind of notions you've got in your noggin is more than I can figure out. Well, let me see that stuff, will you? All right. Here. Oh, 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 You must think I'm in my second childhood, Britt Reed. Oh, maybe. Maybe not. Maybe it's still your first childhood, eh? <laughs> anyway, we'll know in a moment. I've called a friend of mine. He works over at McQuaid's. Well, all I can say is that you and your bright idea last night certainly cost me a fortune. In fact, several fortunes. You realize, young man, that it took the combined total assets of my first three husbands to gather that collection of rocks? Oh, and cheer up. If I did pull a bony, you can dash out and find yourself three more in a hurry. As if I haven't been trying. Yes? The gentleman from McQuaid's is here to see Send him right in, please. And now, Mrs. Bradley, we'll see how much you know about your own precious rock piles. Come right in, sir. 
I asked Mr. McQuaid to send you over in order that we might get your opinion on some jewelry. Would you mind looking at this collection and trying Why, it? certainly. I can recognize those stones from here. The Bradley collection, isn't it? Uh, yes, the Bradley collection. Uh, in your opinion, are these stones uh, genuine? <laughs> Surely, sir, you're joking. I uh, remember appraising these jewels for the insurance company. They're worth slightly more than $700,000. Well, imagine that. What? They're real? Why, of course. Uh, Mrs. Bradley, on your way home, I suggest that you see an oculist. That evening, as darkness shrouded the great city, Britt Reed and his faithful valet Cato completed preparations for another adventure of the Green Hornet. A few seconds later, stepping through a secret panel in the rear of a closet in his bedroom, Britt Reed and Cato went along a narrow passage built within the wall of the apartment house itself. This passage led to an adjoining building which fronted on a dark side street. Though supposedly abandoned, this building served as the hiding place for the sleek, superpowered Black Beauty, streamlined car of the Green Hornet. Britt Reed pressed the button. The great car roared into life. A section of the wall in front raised automatically, then dropped into place as the gleaming black beauty sped into the darkness. Dora, you tell me, very funny. You switched paste jewels that Mrs. Bradley gave you in office for real ones you took from spies last night, huh? Yes. Mrs. Bradley was dumbfounded. She was sure the man from McQuaid would say the one she brought were paste. Now, Cato, all she's out is a set of paste jewels. And the USO is richer by $100,000 of Axe's money. Oh, very funny, but very good. Well, Cato, it was your trailing of Slade that put us on the right track. Now, we have work to do. The rats deserted their old hideout, huh? Yes, Mr. Britt. They moved quick after you go there last night. I'm not surprised. Which way now? Turn left, next corner. You can find the place in the dark. It will not make a mistake, Mr. Britt. All right, now listen. When I go in the place, you head for a telephone and see that either Lowry or Axford at the Sentinel are tipped off. Give them the address. Tell them to bring the police or the FBI, or both. When they get here, signal me with the hornet horn. have not been associated with the Gestapo long enough to uh, uh, appreciate our purpose. Mr. Tim Slade did not understand the Gestapo. I believe there are traitors among you, and those traitors will die. We will not let ourselves be betrayed. I want to know how many of you men are acquainted with the Green Hornet. All right, you rats. Let's see you mix it up. The light! Who turned out the light? <laughs> Hitler could see his beloved Superman chewing each other to pieces. Well, I guess maybe the odds are about even now. Okay, Kessler. Hey, you boys play rough, don't you? Right the first time, Kessler. Here, look what I brought you. No, no, wait, wait, don't. You too, Shorty. Lie down and roll over. Nine, nine, nine. Nine is right, brother. Nine, ten, and you're out. Uh oh, somebody's coming. Up the window and down the fire escape for me. Holy mackerel! Took 
like these guys are spinning for private war. Yeah, they sure wrecked the joint. Hey, look here. Stamped right on this guy's forehead. The seal of the Green Hornet. The green Hornet. You might know that guy would be mixed up in it. Yeah. And there he goes. <laughs> heard the adventure Backfire. These exciting dramas are sent to you each week at this same time. They're copyrighted features of the Green Hornet Incorporated. All characters, names, places, and incidents used in this drama are purely fictitious. Bob Height speaking. This program came to you from WXYZ in Detroit. This is the Blue Network.